From the concert halls to the juke joints, from churches to festivals in the fields, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan, celebrating the sounds of Memphis for more than 20 years. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide. Major funding for Bill Street Caravan is provided by the AutoZone Corporation and Memphis Tourism. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Jared J.B. Boyd. This week on Bill Street Caravan, we have the sincere soul of Cortland Whalum on the show. Grammy-nominated bluesman Guy Davis will be with us to deliver an installment of the Blues Hall of Fame, an exploration of the lives of the pioneers and innovators enshrined in the Blues Hall of Fame here in Memphis, Tennessee, brought to you by the Blues Foundation. That's all coming up right now on Bill Street Caravan. Hey, Pat. Hey, JB. This week, we've got a friend of the show and a friend to us both, Cortland Whalum, singing his heart out for the lovers who are listening. Yes, many know it as Valentine's Day, and Cortland refers to it as Love Day, whatever you choose to refer to it as, and even if you don't celebrate. This past February 14th was a great opportunity to be enchanted by Mr. Whalum's talents. This concert was certainly a celebration for the young man whose multiple talents have taken him on a winding journey in sound, whether acting in theater, singing in choirs, or educating youth. And on this night, he added another chapter to that story as he sang love song after love song to a fittingly intimate audience. Now, of course, Memphis music fans may already know the man and his talents, but in the case that you don't know him personally, you'd certainly notice he's a part of a pattern of musically inclined Whalums whose first names start with the letter K. That'd surely ring a bell. If you're a fan of jazz and soul, you probably know his uncles, Kirk and Kevin Whalum. If you love pop, you might have recognized his brother Cameron playing trombone behind Bruno Mars. And if you love hip-hop and new age R&B, you may have heard his other brother, Kenneth Whalum III, playing sax with Maxwell or soloing on albums with Big Crit. Cortland, as a vocalist, has carved his own path, but has also been integral in helping others create theirs. Yeah, of course. Upon returning home to Memphis after living away in New York, he worked hands-on with students at the Stax Music Academy, as you well know, Madam Executive Director. So, how was it working with Cortland? Cortland is one of the most gracious people, and how he worked with students was just amazing because you could see that all he cared about was them reaching their perfection. He was always filling them with positive thoughts, and I say that that's a Whalum trait. All of them do that. They have, like, all of these wonderful, life-affirming things to tell you constantly. I just love it. I wish I could be in that family. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Well, you love him, and I love him as well. Here he is, Quillen Whalum, live on Bill Street Caravan. Call my name and you know I'm gonna treat you 
your right, you get lefty. Uh, when you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. Fever in the morning, fever all through the night. Everybody's got the fever. That is something you all know. Fever isn't such a new thing. Fever started long ago. said, Julie, baby, you're my flame. Thou give us fever. When we kiss it, fever when you hold me tight. Fever, I'm a fire. Fever, yeah, I burn for kill him. She said, Daddy, oh, oh, don't you dare. He gives me fever. With his kisses, fever when he holds me tight. Fever, I'm his missus, so Daddy, don't you treat him right. Nothing yet. The best. 
best is yet to come And babe, won't that be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Come the day you're mine I'm gonna show you the fly We've only tasted the wine We're gonna drain the cup dry Around. You think you've flown before, but baby, you ain't left the ground. Wait till you lock in my embrace. Wait till I draw you near. Wait till you see that sunshine place. Ain't nothing like it here. The best is yet. To come and pay for that be fine. The best is yet to come, come the day you mine. Come the day you mine. And you're gonna be mine. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I'm bringing my singers. Um, so I want to invite a friend up and see Miss Donna in the audience. So one of my loves, one of my Valentines is uh, the theater. And I met Miss Dawn. She just got finished starring as the lead role in the Memphis musical, The Playhouse on the Square. And we've done a lot of things with Hadoo Theater and, and other things like that together. So I invited her up to do these next two songs. We hope y'all can groove along, okay?
Here's more from Cortland Whalem, live on Bill Street Caravan.
That was Cortland Whalum live on Bill Street Caravan. For more info on Cortland, check him out on Facebook and SoundCloud. We'll be back with more music from Cortland in just a bit. Up next, Grammy-nominated bluesman Guy Davis takes us through the life histories of the pioneers and innovators enshrined in the Blues Hall of Fame. This segment is brought to you by the Blues Foundation and is also available as a standalone podcast through iTunes. Dockery Plantation spread out like a village. It had everything. Church, school, commissary, post office, train station, cemetery, and a moonshiner. Boss Dockery even printed his own money. 2,000 folks lived in the village. Dirt streets stretched past rows of shanties and dead-ended at the quarters. At noontime Saturday, that's where the crap game started. Drinking that moonshine commenced alongside it. The women gambled bad as the men. When darkness came, everyone drifted over to the big boarding house that an old lady ran. In one room, they played Georgia Skin. In another, looked like they fried every catfish out of the Sunflower River. In the big hall was the breakdown. People wrapped up around each other, dancing the shimmy and the slow drag. Charlie Patton played guitar. Charlie tossed the guitar in the air. He played it between his legs. He rode it like a mule. Once he got through clowning, he played until the Peavine train left Dockery's at four in the morning. Charlie walked through the dark. His brogan shoes scraped the dusty gravel. Crickets and cicadas sang thick as cotton. He got in a little before sunrise. On her way to the field, Charlie's mother asked, You going to work today? Charlie said, I don't made my money. He said, none of these Dockery dollars either, honey. He wants you to work for it and give it back. Charlie had a point. You couldn't really buy a train ticket to New Orleans with the money Boss Dockery printed. But Annie Patton never stopped hoping her boy would settle down on the farm. Once upon a time, she worried to Charlie's daddy, Bill. I can't do nothing with him, Annie said. I reckon he was called to pick that guitar. Bill said, well, that's all he's going to be because it just worries him to death. Bill had got Charlie his first guitar after he caught Charlie going out the window Saturday night to hear Henry Sloan at the breakdown. Said, I'm going to let him learn at home, because he's going to be slipping off, and I don't want that. Said, if that's his game he want to play, let him learn just like anybody else. It ain't going to hurt him. But Annie was still scared he's going to get killed somewhere. What you want when I root him? Sunday morning, already July hot, Charlie went out under the pecan tree with his guitar. His sister's little children came around. Your mama's gone, Charlie said. Get out there and shake your hips, y'all. And the children waddled and Charlie played the alphabet song. They swung until their mama came out into the yard. Y'all ain't gonna be rascals like Charlie, she said, on his way to hell. That kind of chilled the festivity. But those kids learned their letters. Some of the men started going off to the German war. Mr. Dockery said Uncle Sam would have to leave his best hands alone. He even kept his moonshiner hit. Didn't cover for the runty guitar picker, though. Just before day, Charlie rode the Peavine out. He carried his guitar in his hand. His pockets held a fingernail file, comb, and two half pints of Dockery lightning. He brought what money he'd done made. 
It could go and some more had come. Didn't worry. He would need tobacco before long. The train twisted through Renova and Marigold to Mount Bayou. It jolted past green rows in the dust. Charlie never once looked up from his fingernails. The peavine linked up with the yellow dog. Charlie rode the dog onto Lula. Strolling across the platform, he saw a younger fella playing guitar. Charlie stood there with his case in his hand. The young man stopped strumming and said hello. He spoke with a little hiss and a mild stutter. Said he's Tommy Johnson. You have been to Germany? Charlie asked him. No, sir, Tommy sputtered. Charlie laughed. Out of ease, boy. They'll never make a soldier out of you with that guitar. In the shade of the little station, Charlie commenced the lesson for Tommy. Charlie told Tommy about playing the joints. Keep your head down, boy. I'm telling you, them old women get to shaking them bottoms. Their old mans will kill you in a moment. Tommy laughed. You think I'm lying? Charlie asked Tommy to play his best number. I Tommy played as pretty as Charlie played hard. He sang with a soft, yodeling sound. He finished up and looked at Charlie expectantly. There's too much running together, Charlie said. The guitar's all right, but they got to have words that swing like a wave. It's kind of like putting shingles on a house. Tommy looked down and shook his head. He said, I made more money picking cotton than picking guitar. I don't know nothing about cotton, Charlie replied, and don't want to. He passed Tommy a flat bottle of clear liquid. Tommy took a drink. Charlie took a drink. They sank into warm numbness. You take booze, booze. Lord, you carry through. Mm. They decided to sit in a cafe, get some fish or some ham, some cornbread and some speckled beans. Hot sauce, pepper vinegar, and a cold drink of water from a deep well cured anything. Don't give me nothing but fat meat, Charlie said to the waitress. He turned to Tommy and whispered, let the whiskey eat on that. Charlie told Tommy about Red, the fellow who ran a joint edge of town. He don't bother decent people, Charlie said. Tramps who don't have respect for themselves or anyone else. They fool around getting Red's way, Red just shoot him. Tommy's eyes opened wide. That's all, Charlie said, and I confidently think he's right for doing it. Now he's as nice as he can be, other than don't fool with him or get out of line around because he sure will kill you. <laughs> Talking about Red reminded Charlie of Germany again. You can either die trying to live free here, he said, or you can die trying to free someone else over there. Tommy looked startled. Charlie dropped coins on the table, and they stood. The cafe screen door slammed behind them. Charlie bought a cigar from the dry goods and marched up the dirt road. He chomped on the cigar and opened the second bottle of lightning. Tommy got a swig. Music is something you got to burn the midnight oil on, Charlie said. Don't care what kind of teacher you got. Tommy had heard about enough, but he couldn't figure a way to give Charlie the slip out on the big road. They came to a small brick building. The front door was painted the color of blood. 
Here we are, Charlie said. It dawned on Tommy this was the place Charlie told him about. Reds. Tommy gulped down the rest of the lightning. Charlie laughed. Damn if you ain't a soldier, boy. Tommy sputtered. Y yes, sir. It's like I told my mama, Charlie said. We all gonna die somewhere. They stepped inside, and the red door slammed behind them. Thanks for listening to the Blues Hall of Fame podcast, brought to you by the Blues Foundation. The Blues Hall of Fame podcast is produced by Bill Street Caravan for the Blues Foundation, written by Preston Lauterbach and voiced by Guy Davis. For more information on the Blues Foundation, go to blues.org. Caravan has brought the sounds of Memphis to public radio airwaves for more than 20 years. And now you can see what we've been talking about. Check out our series of digital shorts through our website or go to iListenToMemphis.com. I Listen to Memphis is about Memphis music today, the people who make it, and the places and culture that fuel it. iListenToMemphis.com. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and many other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from Memphis Travel, Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and for those of you who are just tuning in, we've got the soulful sounds of Mr. Cortland Whalum on the show today. Of course, this was a Valentine's Day performance, and it was all about saluting Cortland's favorite love songs. You hear his tone, and you might not immediately think Frank Sinatra or Nat King Cole, but he handles their tunes with the same care and creativity that he would Maxwell or even his own. And a lot of what makes his performance special is his ability to bravely reconstruct these covers, which really allows him to stand out, even in familiar territory. Standing out is something that Corlin is particularly intentional about. Specifically, he told a reporter with Memphis's Tri-State Defender when asked about how he and his brothers fit into the larger tapestry of talented Whalums that he is very cognizant of his quest to find his own niche. 
Theater, as we mentioned before, is a domain he pretty much has all to his own. In Memphis, he's acted in productions of The Wiz and Cats. And to hear him speak of his experiences, you can truly tell the stage is freeing for him. In talking with Cortland, you get this sense of warmth that really translates directly to his manner when he's in performance mode. And if you listen to the crowd in this performance, you can tell that they're truly drawn in. Memphis is tight-knit, and Cortland, through his performance, showed that even an artist who is pretty much debuting can have immeasurable support for their craft because we already love them and their talent. And I just have to say, I love the single C'est La Vie that he released right before this performance. It's as smooth as all get out. And this may be a bit too much info, Pat, but it made it into my very own Valentine's Day playlist. Oh, wow. I'm going to leave that right there so you don't start digging into that playlist. But here's more from Cortland Whalem live of Bill Street Caravan. Um, this next song is one of my original songs, and I'm so glad that I get to share it with you guys. Um, if you look on Apple Music, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, it's all there. So, yes, you can download it. It's called Say La Vie. So I hope you like it.
Do you like it? Did you like it? <laughs> thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. As I said, never too much.
Street Caravan, and I've got a good friend of mine, Corlin Whalem, on the show today. How are you doing? I'm great, Jared. Thank you for having me on here. I love Bill Street Caravan. 
Hey, we're really glad that you could check in with us. I know that things are crazy right now, and so uh, we're glad to have you calling in via phone today on the caravan. I really, really appreciate it. Of course, my honor. We're looking back to Valentine's Day. Of course, people know you in Memphis, and I'm sure it felt like that atmosphere, but it's almost sort of like a debut for you just because you were presenting yourself in this new form as an artist. Am I right? That's so right. You're absolutely right. And it was such an incredible experience all the way from when I first was invited to do Green Room uh, up until the moment it was over. It was almost surreal because... So much work goes into, shoot, an hour or an hour and a half, rather, of music or so. And uh, it was all worth it at the end just to feel the support. And it was sold out um, two weeks before the show. And just people that I didn't know, people that I knew just came out and showed love on Love Day. Why Valentine's Day for this performance? I have been wanting to do a show at Someday. And long story short, um, my mom says, you know what, you should do it on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is a huge holiday for a date night and just want to go out and enjoy something special and fun. And I wanted to be a part of that. Uh, if you could, for those who are listening here and, and even those who are uh, listening from faraway lands, could you walk us through what the name Waylon means here in Memphis? I think the name Waylon means so many different things for so many people. Two things that I can't get away from, even if I tried, is church and music. And no matter what, those two seem to be interwoven with each of us. And our connection to God and to the music really drives each of us individually. So many of our listeners uh, likely know about Pat Mitchell Worley and her involvement with the Saxon Music Academy. Tell me about your tenure there. I mean, basically, I was the vocal director of the students, and I was the music theory teacher as well. And I learned so much from those kids, probably more than what I taught them, I like to think, just because their gust for life and just their enthusiasm and passion for what they want. And knowing that I have been in their shoes before and I got to see a full graduating class just recently be ushered into the world in 2020. So I'm pleased. I feel like my work there is done. I did the best that I could do, and they did the best that they could do. And we just all had a beautiful moment. There was never a dull moment at Stax. Let's talk about your performance particularly, and specifically for this Valentine's Day Love Day performance. What was it like sort of switching gears to being a solo performer? It felt like me. Let me groove. And I just wanted the whole feel of that show to connect with people, to let their hair down and just chill out with a glass of wine or their favorite cocktail or water even and just enjoy the sounds that have impacted me so much. There's nothing more transcendent than live music to me. When you look back at the set list, we're a few months removed from this show <laughs> now, but it still seems so uh, recent because there haven't been many shows. What are yep. some of the highlights from the set list? Oh, man, I love doing Luther Vandross, Never Too Much. I love doing Maxwell's Ascension. I love doing babyface covers. I brought my actor friend, Don. We did some Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. I just love, you know, the songs that move and every instrument is doing their own thing. It's like the perfect gumbo, you know. Everything can stand alone, but when you put it together, it's magical. And I loved it. I mean, the, the singers, the background singers were fantastic. The song choices were strategic. I just wanted to go from as early as I felt I could go to current day with some of the best and most intriguing love songs that I feel I've ever heard. 
Uh, well, speaking of, C'est La Vie, which was your single that you put out just before this, I'm sure it was a highlight of that night. That was good. That was the first time I got to do that. It's just one of those songs you like, put the bathtub on and light some candles, get your glass, and sit back and relax. C'est La Vie means such is life. Let love lead the way. That's all this song is about, really. And um, that one, as well as my other original, Can We Go, Love Paradise, is another favorite of mine. But yeah, I mean, those two, especially Say La Vie, I got the video that was Crosstown. I shot in Crosstown. It was kind of like a package deal leading up to the show. So you can check that out on YouTube, Say La Vie under my name. It was really cool to do on that night as well. So what's going on now in your world with a pause on the local entertainment? Man, I'm glad my show happened when it did because I just can't imagine not having that under my belt. And then this, this corona thing happens, it would be heartbreaking. But I made the conscious decision to come out of this quarantine with something to show for it. So I have been doing my due diligence in terms of writing new songs, in terms of being in the studio. I've been recording at Made in Memphis as of lately with Amanda Davis. So I'm excited about sharing this when it's all said and done. Got some good songs. I get to put a collection of work together that I think fits who I am and expresses the many facets of my personality. We're all excited to be able to be alongside you on that journey. And uh, we really, really appreciate you being along for hours here on the District Care Band. It'd be ideal to be in person and in the studio, but we really, really appreciate that you can join us by phone. Of course, man. Anytime. All right. Well, be well, brother. Thank you, Jared. All right. Say la vie. Say la vie. <laughs> Have a good one. Here's more from Cortland Whalen live on Bill Street Caravan.
That was Cortland Whalum live on Bill Street Caravan. For more info on Cortland, follow him on Facebook and SoundCloud. You'll find him by searching for his first name, K-O-R-T-L-A-N-D. 
Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, Memphis Tourism, Arts Memphis, Tennessee Arts Commission, and Tennessee Tourism for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You won't find programming like this anywhere else. You can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Do you love Memphis music? Tell us why and use the hashtag #IListenToMemphis. Go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can always keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available through iTunes. We'll be back next week, so until then, I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Jared Boyd. And you've been listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Thank you.